You are listening to High Shelf Gaming Podcast, a podcast where myself, David Gillespie, and my friend Rich talk about out-of-the-way games that we enjoy, the conventions we play them at, and anything our friends want to jump on and talk about. If that sounds like what you're looking for, please have a listen. A little update for our audience. Last week was kind of an off week for us, but we're back with more content and episodes to share, so thanks for staying with us. We've added some social media places for you to join us in talking about games and RPGs. We're on Twitter, at High Shelf Gaming, and we have a Facebook group called High Shelf Gaming Podcast. Click to join, we'll get you added in. It's a closed group, but we're friendly to all game enthusiasts. Today we're joined by my wife Kelly, talking about a new game that's just come out in time for the holidays. Absolutely worth picking up. We had a lot of fun playing it at Gen Con. Once again, I'm your host, David Gillespie, and I'm joined by my uh, returning co-host, Rich. Uh, and then we we're also joined by my, my lovely wife, Kelly. Welcome, Kelly. Hello. Thanks for joining us today. And Kelly, what, what are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about a Doctor Who board game uh, called The Time of the Daleks. Nice. That we all got to play while we were at Gen Con a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super exciting. This was one of those, um, when you go to Gen Con, you, you get access to sneak peeks. So this board game is not even out yet. I think it ships today or in a couple of days. Rich, you David, not that I buy every single Doctor Who game that comes out, but I do. <laughs> I've pre-bought this one, and it is coming out October 10th. Of, okay. Um, this year, in the Queen's Year 2017. Queen's so we'll see when it comes out and when it ships. But I should have it very soon. Oh man. Okay. Wait. Wait. So, so you're telling me you buy every Doctor Who game? If I just made a game and just slapped Doctor Who on it, you'd buy it from me? Cubicle Seven made a game called Time Crisis Doctor Who that they released at maybe Origins, and yeah, I bought it. Uh, it was, I bought it at Gen Con, but yeah, it was it's some card game, and I kind of read the rules, and you kind of add up numbers, and it, it's very low key, but um, yeah, I bought it. So <laughs> you're yeah. kind of you're kind of a junkie when it comes to like Doctor Who things. Yes, definitely. it's not just Doctor Who; it's Firefly. Yeah, yeah, general general junkie, you, Mister Ridge. Oh, dear listener, we shall learn about many habits I have over this Rich, journey of podcasts. I will I will make you feel better. I bought a Bravest Warriors card game. Yes. yes. A couple of years ago. And I'll tell you, it's glorified craps. Yeah, it is craps. Yes. My mom loves it. <laughs> She's the one that told us. She was like, oh, you know what game this is? And we're like, no. She's like, it's craps. I'm like, oh. And she goes, that's why I'm so good. <laughs> <laughs> your money <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's really good at it yeah yeah so you know a lot of these games that are based on tv shows or board video games or whatever we, we we've talked about this a lot of them are really bad but yes. we have a couple episodes talking about some of the good ones like firefly and um uh we're gonna have an episode out about uh doom the board game based on that and now this Doctor Who board game, we got to play it as a sneak peek. So before it was released, we got to sit down and play it at Gen Con. Um, 
Now, this one I thought was a pretty good game. Like, it was just a fun game, let alone Doctor Who. Now, in this in this podcast, I'm probably the least Whovian of the three of us in that I don't even know the actors and their pairing to Doctor Number. I just know that there's Doctors and David Tennant is one of them. I mean, honestly, why are you here? Because <laughs> I like this How, game. Why, I mean, why I know, did, I know why you're you the host him? and we're the guests, but... <laughs> I mean, you're the guest right now. It's true. You are severely it's, outnumbered. It's true. I am underprepared for this. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think this game actually transcended the idea of fandom. So when we get into it a little bit more, um, I think it really had some uh, cooperative aspect of it that was unique. Mm-hmm. And it had some replay. So I think there's some replay value in there. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I definitely want to play this game again. Yeah, I think... It, you know, you played it, I think, out of peer pressure. Right. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. you know, past the, oh, this is a Doctor Who game, and then there are some elements, you know, the names of the bad guys, the names of the good guys, um, that are just, if you're a fan of Doctor Who, you get excited about. But, you know, it could be any other game, and those could be named other things. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really liked it. I don't think I've played a game quite like this one. This one was pretty pretty unique to me. Right. Yeah, it's not modified craps or Yahtzee. Right. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these games built on other, uh, based on other things. They're just like, eh, let's take craps and turn it into a game and, and theme it, you know, or let's let's right. theme up Yahtzee and make a game out of it. No, this this felt like they sat down and really made unique rules. They weren't borrowing from another game. So that's that's pretty neat. I, I'm yeah. a, I'm a fan. And it really helped on the theme value. I really like the the you know your your little place card setup and your your figures and the, and the way the, the 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 pieces worked. Um, I felt that really was thematic, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of added to the fun for me on that Doctor Who side of it. Um, it, it was just it just it brought some um, you know color into the game. Yeah, I've uh, I've been learning a lot about board games as starting this podcast and starting to do more research into board games that thematic board games is a very American thing. It's very American to have a board game based on a theme and to use dice as a randomizer. So when you say theme, do you mean like Doctor Who or do you mean like trains? Because you know there's Ticket to Ride. We're all about trains. Yes, yes, that. Yeah, you you have a board game based on a theme and the board game itself matches the theme. Like, rules within the game have thematic ties, right? Mm-hmm. And so this game, like you're saying, Rich, did that. It has thematic ties in the rules. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's very European to be like, oh, well, I have a game and there's a theme, but it really has no impact on the rules. It's just a theme is a way to put characters on the box. But really what you're playing oh. is, is rules that maybe don't have any dice. Um, so this is a uh, this is I guess like stereotypical American, but a very fun, interesting game. You know, like I'm yeah. I'm all in on the American games. Yeah, I wonder where Gale Force Nine is based out of. That's a really good question. That'd be because uh, that, they're the publisher, creator, however those those words work mm-hmm. um, for this game. So I wonder if they're based over here, or they're overseas, or if they're in in England. Not that, I, I think they have to be over here because they did Firefly and some other mm. games and Flames of War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, I think they're American. Well, you know, like most things, Mer- you know, we take something British and make it better. So. <laughs> 
naturally yeah. we would take a Doctor Who game and make it amazing. <laughs> make it so much better. And add dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Americans, we love our dice. We like our dice games, so British folk just, just, just get used to the it. Crafts. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's let's set the stage a little bit. Uh, Doctor Who, Time of the Dialects. Uh, Daleks? Daleks. Da- Daleks, all right. Yeah. Whew, gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, Time of the Daleks <laughs> is a... A pseudo cooperative game mm-hmm. where we all of the players inhabit one of the doctors, and those doctors are going to get companions, and they're going to get special items, and they're going to go on adventures and, and tackle challenges. Um, and you, as the doctor, have to decide which challenges you want to try and address, and who you're going to bring along with you and use to to fight those challenges. Uh, it's cooperative in that all three or four of us, however many people are playing, um, we are jointly against the Daleks. And the Daleks are also on the board, and they're advancing on the same timeline that we are. And at the end of the... There's like a a time spiral, where like everybody starts at one end, and then you work your way... It is the Earth. You start on Earth. Yeah. And it is... You start out Earth's past, Mm -hmm. move into present... And then you go into the future. Right. And I believe, you know, I think there's 12 steps. Something like that, yeah. 12. And and every, you know, every step you get a challenge. And if you succeed, you can either move one to two, you know, one or more, depending on the challenge. Right. And if you fail, you know, then you get punished. Right. Yeah. And the punishment is usually Daleks show up, ruin your day, Mm -hmm. and the Dalek ship moves forward on their timeline. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the thing we're all racing. So we're racing one another, sort of, but really we're trying to keep the Daleks from winning. But only one Doctor can can be that's in right. the final square, right? Yeah, yeah. So in it's that totally, time spiral, we all right. work our way up, and you know that we didn't obviously we didn't get to the end in our little demo, but that could be a reason not to help people. Right. You know, as they get closer to the end of the time spiral, you go, no, nah, I'm not going to help you on that adventure. Good luck, man, because right. I need to move ahead in my progress to win. But luckily, we all we I think we got to like step eight, maybe. Yeah. So we were and we were all trying to play the game to get the feel of it. So we were being very cooperative and helping each other along the wheel, except for me, who seemed to fail every challenge in front of me. <laughs> and I helped the Daleks move along the wheel. And you guys had to keep cleaning up after my losses. You had such a bum hand. Okay, so uh, uh, you were the first doctor, right? You were the... Because I remember your card was black and white. Uh, Your character was black and white. And you had all of the old companions. Yes. Yeah. I was William Hartnell. And yes, they they start me. They start you off with at least two, or maybe that's in the rules. But at least in ours, you got two of your companions. And then I think I um, got Susan through the, um, you know, the step where you can you know add a companion kind right. of thing. So I actually had all my, my my you know my my daughter supposedly, and uh, you know uh, our place our place settings. So, so we had a uh, you know a placard where we were a doctor. Mm-hmm. Like I was a first doctor, and and Kelly, who are you? Uh, I was Matt Smith. And David, who are you? David Tennant. Oh, honey, <laughs> please. That's the you only were doctor. Peter wow. Capaldi. That's the only doctor I know. Yeah. <laughs> so and, that's and, my and doctor. We, <laughs> because and we I had a rando. 
who kept referring to the fourth doctor as floppy hat guy. So we had, we had the other who knew nothing about Doctor Who was playing floppy hat guy. That's right. Um, and in front of us were our companions. There was equipment that we had that we could right. equip. And we had sonic screwdriver charges that allowed us to equip equipment or do special actions. Right. And so we kind of had this little pool of resources, um, you know, before our turn. And then each of us got a turn yep. where we got to prepare. And then, then we get to our travel phase. That we, right. and, and why did we get to roll the dice? Because if you stayed on Earth, you didn't have to roll the dice. But right. if you wanted to venture into time and space, you had to roll the dice. Is that right, mm-hmm. Kelly? What was that? Yeah, it's the TARDIS dice. You, so if you wanted to stay on Earth, yep. that's fine. But I almost feel like it was more high stakes because if you mucked up, you had Daleks on Earth. Right. And we care um, about Earth not you know, yeah. and other planets not so much. Um so then you could roll the TARDIS dice, and uh, you either get a random place, mm-hmm. which uh, I believe they are based on episodes, mm-hmm. the places that you go, and uh, you either get a random place or you can kind of pick a place. Yeah. Depends on the dice. Yeah. And, uh, and then you do challenges there, and if you fail, the Daleks there. Right. Not on Earth, so really doesn't affect the overall Oh, that's game. right, because you got to get, if you got to pick, two things came off the stack. And you got to choose one of the two. Mm-hmm. And if it was just random, you got whatever came off the stack. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So so let's talk about that. If you rolled your TARDIS dice and you rolled it so that it was random, you just picked whatever the top location was mm-hmm. and yeah. you put it on the board. Yeah. It was, like a, it was like a stack of cardboard bits. Right. Yep. And like every place, there were two options for challenges. One was pretty hard. Right. And one was fairly easy, and the way you win is to roll the dice in a certain way, and we'll talk about the dice pool here in a second. But, yeah. um, you know, you if you did an alien planet, you had the option of having alien companions. Right. Which were, oh, which were right. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because if, say, you know, every doctor has two companions that they're linked with. So I was right. Matt Smith, so I got Amy Pond and I got Rory. Um, but maybe I didn't like them, and so I could have an alien Right. Come on. You could have up to three or four companions. You could have a four. fair... Four. Okay, yeah. You could have a fair few companions. And I want to say three pieces of equipment, in, in including your sonic screwdriver. Like, you always had your screwdriver, and then you all, and then you could pick up more equipment as the game went on. You're right. You get you get little bonus cards. Right. These timey-wimey cards. Right. And they're, they're like... And they were all... <laughs> They were all manipulation-based. Either you were right. manipulating getting a die to be the result, getting to re-roll, mm-hmm. getting to um, you know take other equipment to help you make your equipment stronger. So, um, yeah, it was really nice how there was a lot of interaction between the pieces, and nor did I feel any of those areas was overpowered. So it right. wasn't like you could stack your companions to be overpowered. They were a little weak, but equipment had a little bit of a balance to if you if you played it right, which obviously I didn't. <laughs> but if you played it right, you could actually um, you could be on a higher percentile of succeeding. Did anybody else fail but me? Did anybody else fail rolls? Uh, I think I did once. Okay, but I, like- I think you can stack your you know because as you mentioned, the uh, companions and your Tamiwami cards, your equipment basically. Um, they, everything is really geared towards making it so that, you know, modifying your dice pool so you get the dice you need when you need it. And I bet you can stack yours, you know, a certain way. 
Well, the, there definitely seemed to be a theme. Like, uh, the guy who was playing, quote-unquote, Floppy Hat Doctor, mm-hmm. his combination of equipment and companions allowed him to re-roll his dice a lot. Mm-hmm. So if he wasn't happy with the results, he could say, I'm going to re-roll, I'm going to re-roll, I'm going to re-roll. And he could keep trying. Well, that's because he had... You get to pick and choose your companions. And so, I don't know if it's just luck of the draw, but that's how he... That's how he had set us up. Right. And luck of the draw, mine was set up that I could kind of pick. You know, we were going to get this icon. Or, oh, you need this one? I can get you this one. So, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. The dice are not your typical D6 or six-sided die with little pips on them. These are... It's a, it's one of those games where, they've, where they provide custom-made dice. They have little custom symbols on them. And the symbols relate to different things in the in the world in the uh, in the universe of Doctor Who like there's a a, a word bubble for like a, a a rallying speech or a light bulb for a brilliant idea or a fist for combat or a or a little running man to symbolize that you're going to run um, that sort of thing and, and these little icons showed up on the dice and there's different colors of dice and the different colors had um they had different probabilities right different probabilities and different icons so like the blue die had all the ideas and science and words um but the green die had like command chevrons and the running man mm-hmm. and i want to say the word bubble as well but none of the other symbols so like so if you in your companions helped you make your dice pool. Like, you start off with all black die, Mm -hmm. which the black die is every icon is represented, and they all have equal chance of showing up. Well, if you wanted to swap your black die for, like, the blue, green, or red, you could kind of stack the deck towards one icon or the other, Mm -hmm. right? And you needed to match icons in order to complete challenges and to make it more confusing your companions or your equipment could be tailored towards different colors to where some of them like i remember kelly you could almost flip yours to be the right symbol you needed to where she if she played her right dice she could go okay i really need that to be the chevrons okay i need this to be the light bulb but she had to get the right colors into the pool for rolling if i remember does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, like I could change a red or something to a chevron. Right. Do it, a red chevron. Um, and then, you know, your doctor comes with their own kind of skills. I remember I remember yours, Rich, because you had the black and white pictures, but your doctor mm-hmm. really focused on the black dice. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was kind of neat that all my characters from that period all were focused on working black dice. Yeah. Yeah, I remember getting a black and white companion and being like, this guy sucks. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I didn't Trust have me, any... Trust me, they con- did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's because I didn't have any connection with, like, the, you know, early series Doctor Who. I didn't really get in until Christopher Eccleston, hmm. you know, the ninth Doctor. That's kind of when I... The reboot is when I got into it. So I don't know if I just didn't have any connection with that um, companion or if I was just like, man. Well, it probably just didn't fit your theme. Because your theme was, I'm going to get the right color die, and then I'm going to force that die to be the right symbol. But that wasn't my 
like planned theme. I couldn't have planned it. I didn't know. So that was really luck of the draw. Fair, fair. But your what you ended up with led you in that direction. Mm-hmm. I think that companion oh. just didn't fit that mold. Because mm-hmm. like Rich, yours was all about manipulating all the black dye to re-roll them or, or, or force shapes. If you suddenly got a companion that lets you bring in a bunch of different colors, that wouldn't make sense because all of your it other powers... Yeah, all of the rest of your powers are around uh, black dye. And so you really want to kind of stack towards that if you could. Um, my guy was really good at getting um, screwdriver points. like Yeah, the Sonic Screwdriver, which is sort of like money in this right. game. You pay points to have people help you. You pay points to get a timey-wimey card. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Right, and mine was very good at getting... Uh, screwdrivers uh, points or charges, mm-hmm. the charges on yeah, the screwdriver, and you'd spend those for rerolls, and you'd spend them for a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff. And so, I always had lots of that. So I struggled in other areas. I didn't have really good ways of forcing symbols or to reroll a bunch of stuff like uh, like a random guy did, Mister Floppy Hat. Um, <sighs> but I did have the the <laughs> screwdriver. The shame I just you have. To kick him in the. I know two times I wanted to kick him in the nuts, but you know how that is. Well, well, okay. We should probably out the fact that Mr. Floppy Hat is is a relative of yours. That's yes. your seed, man. I know. And I, I, I can't believe how much he disrespected Doctor Who. <laughs> so so much so that you deny the fact that he's your offspring. He'll be called Rando for the rest of this episode. <laughs> All right, so Rando, Mr. Uh, I don't like the things that my dad likes. <laughs> He's got that rebellious face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, too cool for Doctor Who. But he'll play, the, he'll play the heck out of the game. Dude, he was rolling big hands of dice, too. Like, I don't know what it was. He was always able to, uh, to just constantly re-roll and, and, and get lots of stuff going on. But, um, okay, so one of the things I liked about this game was... You could do stuff on your own. So, like, if you ended up in a place with a certain challenge, you just thought, okay, my guy can handle this challenge. I could try my level best to uh, to do that on my own, but if I felt like I wasn't going to be able to do it, I could bring in some help. And we did that a couple of times. It costs charges, though. Right. Um, but, yes. Uh, so, it... And, and, and there were there were boons to doing it, and there were reasons not to do it. So we kind of got into, um, you know, we're kind of against each other, but we're kind of helping each other. I kind of want to highlight the fact that this you can die so many ways in this game. Yes. You know, not only from the Daleks, your other players. Yes. Um, I mean, and there's a lot of ways the Daleks, they either get through the time spiral thingy first. That loses the game entirely. Uh, every time you lose a little Dalek piece, not a ship, but just like a little doll that comes out and, and is on that planet. And there's only so many of those. And once all those are out, you'll lose. Right. And when those are out on a place, every challenge at that place, you get fewer dice. Right. So, or die. So like normally you get, what was it? Seven or six or something. You normally get a lot. Mm-hmm. Eight, then, I believe. Oh, was it eight? Okay. Yeah. So normally yeah. you get lots of dice, but die, you get lots of die. And then if there's a Dalek there, it's a, that's one less. Oh, you failed again? That's right. Two Daleks. Mm-hmm. Minus two die. It gets harder and harder. So you end up leaving them behind. Mm-hmm. And then they're stuck there. Hopefully something can allow you to clear Daleks. Maybe nothing shows up. So you can't clear them. And then you have this 
impending doom of more and more Daleks are showing up in all these places that are keeping you from winning challenges. Right. Yeah. And there was only six in the pool, so once all the six are out, you're you're over. Yeah, it's not an extraordinary large amount yeah. of Daleks. Yeah. Like you can't fill that many times. No. Yeah, you, you, and, have and, um, to, you have to be and, winning. And 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 the and that's where the other doctors start going, Hey bro, do you want me to help you? Like, I'll come over and help you because we cannot afford two more Daleks. <laughs> You're looking right. like you might lose. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you need do you need some dice change? I've yeah. got some dice change and floppy hat. You need me to re-roll things? I can re-roll uh, things, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was negotiations. Like you, you if you won you may say or the person going to help you may say, Hey, I'll I'll take one charge. Right. From the uh, from the winning pool of sonic screwdriver charges. Oh. So there is even a little negotiation. And I am looking at the sequence card, by the way, guys, and I didn't realize this. At the end of every turn, there is a move the Dalek marker. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, the marker just moves on its own, too. So there is a clock. Yeah. You know how I look right. at games and I go, where's the clock? There is a clock that if we just farted around and never really pushed forward, well, those Daleks are pushing forward mm-hmm. every time. Right. And as they move forward on the timeline like we are, oh, they yeah. eventually get to a – what was that? It was a, it was an, it was a time anomaly. Time anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. That's and right. so basically it's like an additional challenge. It's – fairly difficult Mm -hmm. and we got to one of them Mm -hmm. and i think we had we did some co-op stuff i think it was we got rid of of it quick yeah (laughs) Yeah, we're like none of this noise yeah we jumped on it quick but the crazy thing is once you hit the first one the next one is right behind it like it is not long before you get another and another like you can see how the yeah it it snowballs very quickly the beginning of the game you're kind of getting set up there's you get to load this Everybody's on Earth. They're all happy. They're playing Jumper Twee. Everything's okay, yeah. I think you get like four to five moves Mm -hmm. forward before the Dalek uh, time anomaly happens. It's guaranteed to happen. And I think there's something like if you you succeed, sometimes the Dalek ship doesn't move. Right. But some of them are like that. Not all of them. Yeah, so that's based on the challenge. So Mm -hmm. when you win the challenge, it says winning this spot. Here's your victory. Mm-hmm. You get timey-wimey cards, or the Dalek ship doesn't move, or the whatever doesn't happen. Or you take a Dalek off. Mm-hmm. You can remove Daleks by winning events, by winning challenges. But if you lose, you know, you have this big thing. With the with the time anomaly, I want to say that it presupposed loss of dice. And it, I mean, it was hard. It started off with, like, you couldn't do, you couldn't re-roll, I think is what the That's right. Was. And that's why we all said it has to go. Right. Because it was really, it was a global effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And and then that, so things like that, which are nice to have when you have people with ability to like force it. Right. You're like, I can change any dice to a think. So there, that was to a re-roll. That was one of those things that some of those challenges said no forcing die. Mm -hmm. And some of them said no re-rolls. So Mm -hmm. you really wanted some flexibility. And if you were stacked towards re-rolls, you needed help because there's no way for you to address that challenge. It happened with floppy hat. Mm -hmm. He was like, crap. (laughs) (laughs) So, so helping, there's two ways to help. And rich sat there. He didn't do anything. (laughs) 
That's right. He's like, sorry, bro. Yeah. Sorry. Floppy hat. Floppy hat ain't getting help. You need to lose. (laughs) Floppy hat ain't getting no help. That's right. That's right. Disrespect my show. Get nothing. (laughs) The um, so there's two ways to help, right? There's Mm -hmm. remote Mm -hmm. and in person. Mm -hmm. Um, we did a remote. We did both. Okay. Yeah. So uh, tell us about remote, Kelly. So remote is, um, I I believe maybe you pay one. Yeah. uh, Charge. And a remote person, a remote doctor, can get one dice. He can yeah. roll it for you. I think only the doctor that's there gets the gets the boon for it. Right. You yeah. know, there's yeah. really not much reason that someone would help you out. Right. And the goodness of their heart. Now well, this may change because these were some beta rules. Yeah, and I think there is some still. I think there is still some stuff where you can say, "Hey." And maybe they get a timey wimey card or something, but they don't get. Yeah, they, they get don't get something. The, they don't get the boons. Of, right. They don't get to move forward. Right. They don't get you know whatever's written on that card. They may get. And they something. also don't get the punishment. Right. That's true. I think there. I think there was something that if I came and again, this feels like the whole thematic, right? That you can help a doctor in time from your position. Or you can do like an episode of the two doctors or an episode of the three doctors where people Mm -hmm. show up and help you. So um, that was kind of neat how it was a little thematic. But I think the remote help, you didn't get hurt, but you maybe didn't get the bonus. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you were in it to win it, you shared in the win, but then you also shared in the loss. Right. Yeah, so if you're going to be in person, I mean, we're going to have a Christmas special situation. You know, where there's two or three doctors (laughs) happening. And um, again, it's more expensive. Um, You split the dice. Which lets you bring all the companions forward. All of the items. Everything can be leveraged. We We did have a kind of how did we interpret the rules here? Cause I think there was one, there was a Dalek there or something. So you got seven dice. And right. It's like, how do you split that? Does one person get three, one person get four. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, our walking rule guide, he yeah. didn't know. Um, it wasn't explicit in the right. rules. So hopefully they fixed that. Right. Um, I think we just split it some some way. Wh- whoever had the better, he, better he, situation for dice. He was, he was really good. Okay. So I'll say, those guys did a great job. Yes, this is not to disparage him. It's the rules, not him. He right. was great. Like he was running a couple games. I would just look and be like, "So the thing," and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, you do this." Yeah, yeah. He, he was, was super great. knowledgeable, and so so much so that he was like, "Oh well, you guys have run into the one situation. The rules are unclear." So he explained to us mm-hmm. why one way versus the other might be right or wrong. He was my judgment call is is to to your benefit. So why don't you guys just get the extra die as if the Dalek isn't there because you're doing the doctor, two doctors together. Maybe that overcomes whatever the challenge is. And I'm saying it that way because the rules run clear. Right. You know, and so I thought he was he really went thematic and that was yeah. really cool because mm-hmm. that's what that game's about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I really dug him. Now, Rich, you didn't always have yes. that experience, right? Because you've played this once before. We went to Origins and played it with a with a different crew. Uh, but again, I had a uh, another uh, couple friend, another husband wife team that was uh, with me. Nice. So there were three of us that knew each other and a true rando, and we all knew Doctor Who. Unlike David and Rando guy, we all knew Doctor Who. So we had a really great time playing with the the features and the theme, but the rules explanation was just not. It just wasn't as good, and I think that's probably because 
it was the first time anybody had ever seen it at Origins. So yeah. they didn't explain the rules as well. They didn't really give us the same tutorial, mm-hmm. and we didn't have as good of a time. I left Origins going... I will buy this game only because it has really cool minis, and I can use the minis in a role-playing game, or I can paint, they're all gray, so I can paint them, and I can put them on my bed, and I can talk to them at night, but I was going to buy it because it really had cool minis, so, and then so, when we played it at Gen Con, I went, oh my god, this is a great game. Yeah. I cannot wait to get this and have a few drinks and play it with friends. I just love that you you like left a bad experience. The game wasn't fun because the rules weren't well explained, but the game wasn't fun. And you're like, I'm still going to buy it. I'm still going <laughs> to buy it. <laughs> and now Dude, you know, it has a canine in it that looks really good, and it has the floppy hat doctor. And right. canine is actually pretty beneficial to the game. Like, yeah. he's not just a That's token right. dog. Right. No, he actually helps you out quite a bit. And he... He travels from doctor to doctor, which is really cool. So let's talk about K9. Yeah, so I started with K9. Oh. I, I was the first player. Didn't even know and what we you were had. all jealous, and mm-hmm. he did not give it to me mm-hmm. when he had a chance to pass it on. Oh, uh, who's he going to give it to? Something about his wife. That's right. Just well, looking at him, being like, oh, K9 is so cute. But, but I think I gave it to you because you helped me. I think I had a challenge mm-hmm. that needed help. And you were the right doctor to help me. And I was like, okay, well, thank you for helping me. Plus, you're my wife. Here's canine. Because with canine, you get him on your turn. And whether you use him or not, he goes to another doctor. You decide who he goes to. But he's like this time-traveling, dimension-traveling dog that just visits all the doctors because he can. And what does he let you do? He lets you re-roll one die. Okay. Which can be, like, critically important. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. We played, you know, I think when Floppy Hat finally did have him, he he actually needed it. It was like he needed that canine to make his role come together. Um, it's funny how that works, Tim. Um, but, you know, jumping back to a point, something I wanted to throw in while you and Kelly were talking about the uh, helping each other. Mm-hmm. It kept people involved. I don't know how many games mm-hmm. I've played that during mm-hmm. my turn... Two other people are on their phone, someone's pulling pud, another person's making drinks, someone's eating pizza, and I'm really just playing a game by myself on my turn. Right. Whereas when we played this, I'm in your turn. I'm watching, wondering if you're going to need my help right. and what you're going to do. And then when someone else helps you, I'm watching to see the outcome because, one, it's kind of exciting to see maybe someone else get screwed or, you know, kind of, you know, watch the world burn. Right. Well, I mean, their actions greatly affect how your next turn is going to go. You mm-hmm. always have the opportunity to play and help. And you can say, hey, I'll help you for a couple of charges on the screwdriver. Well, I actually like yeah. the idea of playing a doctor that maybe wants to watch the world burn. Rich, I could see you doing that, uh, 100%, being like, yeah, I'm just going to go The war doctor. Yeah, I'm going to come over here and help you. I'm just going to go ahead and fail. Yeah. Because that's going to fuck you over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is totally legit. And another nod to the game itself. It comes out with, if I read right, six doctors. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. We only got to play with four. We didn't get to make a choice. So it comes out with six. And as we all know, we have more doctors than that in the universe. So they're going to have packs that come out. They're going to have packs oh. with minis. They're going to have packs with new cards. Oh. They're going to have packs, I hope, with new adventures. Like you were talking 
that you believe they're based on episodes. I agree, because I remember seeing one that I went, oh, that's the episode where Floppy Hat Doctor... Uh, did I just effing say Floppy Hat Doctor? <laughs> did you just that's effing the say episode. F? <laughs> I, did you just letter at me? I, I lettered it because this is a family-friendly Well, podcast. I messed it up because I straight up dropped it. And it's his reincarnation into Peter Davidson. And I swear I recognize that location. So um, I think you're exactly right that the... The adventures are episodic. Is that a good word to use, mm-hmm. David? Yeah. I bet the new doctors come with new cardboard adventures, maybe new bad guys. Oh my God! There were only Daleks. Mm-hmm. Right. What about Cybermen? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Mind grenade! Boom! <laughs> oh, oh, and what if there's like a little instead of canine, there's like a little handles? Oh, if you yeah. watch the Twelfth Doctor, yeah, his Christmas yeah, special, yeah, yeah. where he takes an old Cyberman and he just. Yeah. You know, he just has him as like a little... Pick. Okay, now hold on. There is a rule we didn't get to play that I really wanted to see in action, so I can't wait to get the game to play it. And that was the... That was the re, uh, regenerations. Oh, that's right, because it, it would be too complex to move everything around is what they said. So, so no, no. My understanding, I've, I went and looked at this. Oh. The regeneration isn't that bad. You... Take your your doctor card. Your 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 character has the doctor little picture doctor. And, and, and your yeah. little powers. You just hand it to the other player. Everything else stays the same. So, but like everyone regenerates. Everyone. So all of us trade doctors. You keep your companions because my companion had two different powers based on which doctor she was paired with. Your companion was Clara. Clara. Yeah, Clara. exactly. She was awesome. Oh, she was so good. But. But we didn't get to play Regeneration, and I really want to play that where you're struggling or whatever, something goes wrong, and we all regenerate, and we all just trade doctors. And then you got to figure out your whole new game plan, you know? Oh, and what if, what if like, you're the person beside me, and I got the big old shitty doctor, and I give it to you, and all of a sudden you're like, dude, this guy didn't build this team worth a crap. <laughs> And you just traded off the best thing you had. I mean, no, yeah, I mean, no. That, no, you that just can't be... fire that rule. What you do is you just you make it better than you found it. That's right. You're like, I'll take, yeah. I'll take your dumpster fire, and I'll make this work. <laughs> 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 that way, that way, that way, you don't have people like Rich blaming. Oh, it's the doctor. That's right. It was just a bad That's doctor. Right. That's it right. is a bad doctor. You know, Rich. You That's get, my story, and I'm sticking Rich, to it. Rich, you got you got kind of kind of screwed on the first one. Your very first challenge was really tough. You only had the two companions you start with, and and you just needed a bigger you needed a bigger army before you went after that challenge. And the game just put you there. You're holding his hand. That's just... You're giving, you're giving him excuses. All right, fair enough. Rich you know, suck. but that's pretty much... <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much... I have that I have that happen on all the games I play where people go, you know, you got a bit off more than you could chew. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want to watch the world burn. That's one of the fun things about doing that at Gen Con. That clearly, we're, you know, it's not a... A, it's not like a, a legacy game or anything. Right. Yeah, we're not even going to finish the game. We got two hours and we didn't finish it. Right. Um, so, honestly, that may have been the best idea to fail to see what happens when you fail. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you no. can claim it was a strategy. That's right. I was making sure you guys had a good time. <laughs> That's right. Your life bring, strategy. Bring yourself down so others shine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
No, it was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed that game. Um, it was fun to play. It was fun to get to know the rules. I will say it was a very fun game. Non-Hoovians would like it. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have somebody who knows the rules. Because I could see somebody half-assing it and just not having a good time. Not not really getting it would be infuriating. Like, you need somebody there who knows what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I wouldn't say this is for casuals. Right, yeah. You know, this... If we're going to have a hierarchy of bottom is Cards Against Humanity and top is, like, Twilight Imperium. <laughs> you really don't like Cards Against Humanity. Uh, you play it when you're drunk. Like <laughs> It's the, true. The it's barrier so true. to entry is breath. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah, this one is a little higher. Maybe not quite to Twilight Imperium. I, I would say it's up there with Catan, maybe a little yeah. bit above. Yeah. Um, but, you know... You get a couple of people around. Mm-hmm. Um, it, once you convince them that this is more than just a Doctor Who game, <laughs> it's more than just a junky Doctor Who game. And you warn them, squealing's going to happen if you play with Kelly or Rich. Yeah, it's not as hard as Pandemic, but it wants to kill you. Like pandemic. I don't know, it might be as hard as Pandemic. We actually didn't get to Endgame. No, that's a good point. Yeah, it might be as hard. Well, I just feel like Pandemic has so many rules, but to be fair. So does this board game. Well, all I can say is I love this game. If I had to look back on what I think was the best part of it, it was the interaction of everyone's turn. At one point, yeah. I remember, we didn't even remember whose turn it was because we were all talking about the turn. Yeah. Right. And we were bouncing back and forth on stuff. And like Pandemic, we were all of a sudden like, oh, shit, whose turn was it? Yeah. Who's, who was whose turn was that right there? Mm-hmm. I know you joined, the, or did you join them, or did they join you? Right. It was a it was a it was a really good game. Yeah, it was a really good. I love that point. Interactive, collaborative. There's some competition towards the end, but you can be real friendly for a good long while. I feel like the competition is so secondary. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, if you do follow the the theme of Doctor Who, yeah, every Doctor is a little bit different. It's a different aspect of this. Of basically humanity, that's kind of the theme. Yeah. Um, but, you know, every doctor has the same purpose of saving Earth, basically. Right. And so I feel like this was more collaborative than yeah. Um, uh, competitive. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I definitely want to play it all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to try some of those other rules that we didn't get to touch on. But I absolutely can't wait to have this game and play it. Likewise. Yeah. Well, cool, guys. Um, that was uh, us talking about Doctor Who. I'm going to ask uh, Kelly, do you have anything else that you'd like to say? Maybe not about the game itself, but just in general, or anybody you'd like to give shout-outs to or anything like that? Um, I'd like to point out the fact that this is our anniversary. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> this is our wedding anniversary, and we are talking about <laughs> board games. <laughs> Happy anniversary! <laughs> the best part is, we had set this up ahead of time, so I was clearly okay with it. Yeah. Like, you'd yeah. be like, so you want to do a podcast? And I was like, yes. Yes, I want to do a podcast. Yes, I do. What are we talking about? Doctor Who? I'm in. Sold. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, any any hate mail can be directed towards the Twitter that's right. Yeah, uh, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We have a Twitter feed. We have Instagram, and all of those details come at the end of this uh, episode. Is the Facebook group 
Open, close. Can any old bot join? It's a, it's a, yeah, not not any old bot. It's a closed group. You have to, you have to request access, and then I'll bring you in. Okay. But I yeah. will allow access to all the hot bots. <laughs> if so it's a pretty if it's bot. a hot chick picture. I'm what letting them in the group. Hot bots, what, what? sin, nudes. I want, what, I want yes. schematics what? of those circuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, as long as it's like circuit chips and uh, <laughs> and breadboards, you're in. But if it's anything else, riches deny. Send picture of video card, and David's like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. And send send video cards. You can come in. Uh, Rich, any uh, comments or uh, shout outs? You know, I do have something. Board games are permeating of course every aspect of our life and we saw a great example of this in the past seven days so you know it, it's a uh, you know it, it's their um, anniversary right now so if we were to say it's october 6th everybody would know that's your anniversary day something happened in the past seven days that had a board game character hit national news David, Kelly, do either of you know who I, this board game character is? I do know the character. Is this the Monopoly Man? Is Mr. Monopoly Man, yeah. Boom! Yeah. Is that not hilarious? Yeah. Yeah, and everybody knew. Everybody was like, it's Mr. Monopoly. It's Mr. Monopoly. He did a Reddit AMA. He did. He did. I think he's called, is he Moneybags? Is that his name? Mr. Moneybags, the no character of Monopoly? And everyone, we're talking. If, if you don't know... Um, get out from under the rock, guys. Um, it's the it's the it's the Monopoly guy with the mustache and the top hat. The monocle. And he was at the uh, um, Equifax hearings, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. was sitting behind the CIO or the CEO. CEO of Equifax, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and just being a total awesome troll. I mean, with his <laughs> monocle and doing his little mustache. So <laughs> as I see that, I go. Board games are everywhere, and it's something we all do, and it's something we all enjoy, and it was awesome to see Mr. Moneybags trolling the Equifax guy. So that's my shout-out. Shout-out, Moneybags. Christian Bell. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell likes Settlers of Catan, which is awesome. I love that game. Yeah, apparently her and her husband, Dax, are super into it, and these are like cool Hollywood folk. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. she's pandemic curious. Board games. Yes. She mentioned that. I was like, oh, I have a new celebrity crush. <laughs> yeah, of course, because she loves your game. Your game is pandemic. I know. I know. So I love that. I love that board games and role playing. There's there's so many big name stars that do D and D on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's so much fun. I, I love I love the arc that board games are going through. I love that they're becoming cool. And like we said. On the Gen, or the Gen Con podcast, I think that because board games are becoming cool, the conventions are starting to smell a little better. Because people are, <laughs> yeah. people are bathing. <laughs> socially acceptable. Well, there's, there's, more, there's more hot chicks there. I mean, you want to look. There are more good looking. You want to smell nice. Go, more good looking like folk. Like two. I saw two this year out of 50,000 people. <laughs> there's a lot of good looking dudes too. Okay. It's not just the hot girls. There's good looking guys too. You know, there's something there for everyone. All right, well, let's shut this down. Guys, thanks so much again for joining us for High Shelf Gaming Podcast. Uh, again, I'm I'm David Gillespie, joined by my great buddy and guest, Rich, and, of course, my lovely wife on our anniversary, Kelly. <laughs> May all your roles be crits. <gasps> <laughs> That's Thank so you. wonderful. <laughs> all right, everyone. Have fun and play well. Good night. 
Thanks for listening. If you have feedback for us, please find us on Twitter, again, at High Shelf Gaming, or on our Facebook group, High Shelf Gaming Podcast. Of course, we're on iTunes and Stitcher as well, so feel free to leave us some feedback or a review there. 